0: Hello everybody, it's Mark and Jules, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox here and welcome to the latest episode of the z to a of Life podcast. Hello, yes, and this week our letter is I for those annoying inner thoughts. Sometimes they're annoying and sometimes they're good as well though, aren't they?
1: They are, but we've also got a very special guest with us today to help us work our way through our inner thoughts. It's the amazing, the lovely Lex Lovell. <laughs> Welcome hey, back! Thank you very much. I was about to say thanks for having me again. Oh, it's <laughs> lovely. And if you don't mind, can you just either remind our listeners or the new listeners that may not have caught up with the podcasts that you've been on previously? So, yeah, tell us about yourself and what you do.
2: What I do is well, I'll give you a title, which then also is like, "What is that?" But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so firstly, I am an NLP master practitioner. So it's in short term, I'm just helping people with mindset, language and behaviour. So I work one on one with people, just helping them overcome any issues in life. And then on the second part of what I do is I am a mental health trainer. So it's just lovely to be able to go out there and deliver courses around mental health awareness or mental health first aid. So two just go lovely hand in hand.
0: I've got a question that loads of people ask. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, try saying that in a hurry. It's probably one of the worst words in the world to describe something that's so powerful about your thoughts, mm. isn't it? But what does that actually mean?
2: Yeah, do you know it is funny? That's when a lot of time I say NLP, neuro-linguistics, and everyone's like, "What?" what? And I just make <laughs> you makes know sound what? intelligent. Yeah, man. that's right. Yeah, I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna mess with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, neuro just means the brain, linguistics means language, and programming means behaviour. So it's just, yeah, understanding what's going on in the brain, how are you internally, externally using your language, and what behaviour are you doing? Yeah, so usually what it is is people don't understand the first two usually come into to you to go, this is a behaviour I don't want. And it's mm. like, okay, well, let's delve into the brain and then let's look at how you're thinking wow. and how you're speaking thoughts. So now you know why we've chose you to come
1: on this <laughs> podcast because you're going to help us with these <laughs> annoying... <laughs> inner thoughts that that we can have and how to manage them because you know as you said not all inner thoughts are negative But often they can be and they can actually be a pattern of destructive ones, can't they? And they can be destructive towards ourselves, but also Mm. they can be destructive towards others and can then affect your mental health, your behaviour and all sorts of things, can't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massively, without a doubt. It's, you know, constantly we've got thoughts going around in our head Mm. all the time. A lot of the time we don't realise that we're thinking. You know, it's a lot of time when I yeah. will say to clients, right, what, what was your thought then? Just before that happened, what was you thinking? Oh, uh, no idea. But once you start thinking more about, oh, let me stop for a minute, you realise how much you are thinking. But yeah, without a doubt, that's constantly going on inside. But yeah, you will be, that's what we say, internal thoughts, language, but external. So of course, we're yeah. forever talking
0: as well. So people think neuro-linguistic programming is about programming your brain and messing with it. But we program ourselves every day, don't uh-huh. we, to run on autopilot? It's that age-old thing where people get in the car, drive to work, and then think, how do they get to work? Yeah. Because they don't think about it. Same with students that we work with in school. They go from maths to PE. They walk from maths to PE and don't even think about it. They just arrive mm-hmm. in the changing yeah, rooms yeah, yeah. or the English room, wherever they're going. And we're on autopilot all the time, and that's where our inner thoughts are already pre-programmed, aren't oh. they?
2: Yeah, without a doubt, you know, when people sort of come to you, they're like, oh, get frightened because they're thinking, how are you going to programme me? And it's like, well, yeah. no, hang on, if you think about it, how you are today is not how you were born. Yeah, no. you've, you've, you've already programmed yourself. You've automatically done that. But obviously you're at a point now where this is not serving you anymore. No. So let's look at how you've programmed yourself. And we've just got to rewire you to yeah. how you want to be, how you want to think and how you want to be. And I guess when you're saying how you've
1: programmed yourself... Mm has come from quite possibly your childhood
2: oh without a doubt yeah. yeah yeah It a lot of the time it will come back you've got to think when you're young yeah we've programmed ourselves and it will usually mm. be from all past experiences or yes. it will come from generally parents yeah. whatever they're telling us we're going to yeah. get a belief systems so we're thinking about the things that we're hearing yes. what do we believe and then once we've got a belief system we're going to run by that and that affects our behavior so yeah a lot of it will come from childhood
0: and TV and social media. Yeah, that raises our kids nowadays, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, environment. If it's yeah. Everything mm. around us yeah. has an influence, without a doubt.
0: I remember years ago, it just popped into my mind that somebody died or something, or was in hospital in uh, soap like Coronation Street or <laughs> EastEnders. And the show actually got loads of get well cards oh, really? <laughs> because people actually believed it was true. Um, and when you think about it, people would watch yeah. TV programmes. Years ago, EastEnders or Coronation Street was on at a fixed time each week, so people would actually sit down and tune in. It wasn't like a box yes, set then, was it? No. Well, you
1: didn't have iPlayer or you no. couldn't replay it, could you? You had to sit and watch it,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> That's it. So if you missed it and you didn't record it on the video recorder, that was yeah. it. Yeah. But you believed for that hour that EastEnders <laughs> or Coronation yes. Street was a, And I'd just like to publicly say I never watched either of them. <laughs> I didn't like them. <laughs> and I didn't send a, a Get Well card to the lady who was ill or the sympathy card to the one that died in it, or whatever. <laughs>
1: I once years ago. Was it a radio show? This, oh, I think this is... I'm going back even further. I've just got some kind of recollection. <laughs> I played this radio show and the story was that these aliens had landed and everybody believed like it. it in the country.
0: Yes, that was the War of the Worlds, Orson Wells.
1: Oh, right, was it? I don't actually recall hearing it. But I just remember the stories and found it so fascinating.
0: Here we go. I've just pulled it up on my research engine. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually October the 30th, 1938. So that's probably why you don't remember it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember I vaguely remember remembered yeah. it. Problem, yeah. No. <laughs> of course, if you played something like that now with the digitalisation, the dramatisation of everything, people would probably not believe it. But no. back in the, those Aww. days when you only had radio and only a few people had radio, they must have been really scared. And their mind was tricked to think that the world was being invaded by aliens. It's incredible, really, isn't it? It is. So it's
1: not new, then, to have the TV or radio influencers and get us to start packing our suitcases and fleeing for the hills because we're being invaded by aliens.
0: That's a serious case of NLP there, programming your mind. Yeah, yeah the aliens are coming to get us. Uh,
1: so I have a question. Is that what you do? Is that...
2: <laughs> Well, brainwash is that, people. Is that how you do this? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Funny, though, some people do look at NLP and go, oh, you're going to brainwash me. Because, again, it's that, oh, how do you change your mind? Mm. And it is that thinking, oh, the only way to do it is that brainwashing. And you're like, yes. no, no, it's and not. it's just going back to remind people, you've already programmed yes. it. You know, it's that yeah. simple. Yeah.
1: And I guess as well, I mean, how difficult is it? Because if these things have been ingrained into you from... A young person, and those have been your beliefs maybe for the last I don't know ten twenty years. How difficult is it to rewire
2: your thought processes? It can be really simple. Yeah, it's well one is getting the person to realise their belief system in the first place Mm -hmm. and what their thoughts are. That's the first part that I won't say take time. It isn't. It's just again habit. So once you can kind of say to people like right at the beginning or what you're thinking, don't know, don't know. But once your brain reminds yourself, oh, what did I just do then? What was I thinking? It becomes a pattern. So it becomes very easy to then go, oh, I know what I was thinking then. or I'm very aware of it quite quickly. So it doesn't take too long to do, but it's working with the individual to work out belief systems. Like they'll say something, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Where does that come from?
1: Yes. I guess it's getting them to work it out themselves where it came from and is it true?
2: Is yeah, it- that's it. Because most of the time you will go, ah, right, that came from my parent. Mm. You'll, you'll know it. I'll like, I'll give, I've got to give you a lovely example. So I was working with this little girl. She's only 10, came into the session with her mum. And we were talking about, um, well, anxiety of mm. her going swimming. She went, oh, I'm worried because I can't swim from one end to the other. My legs get tired. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And she went, because I've lost weight. Okay, interesting, so how does that change? She went, "We float better when you're bigger. <laughs> right, so I said, that's really interesting, where does that come from? Who told you that? And her little eyes just went to her mum, and she <laughs> went, my mum. And my mum went, well, um, well, it's true, and I said... <laughs> Is it? I said, See, where does that come from for you? She went, well, it's just when I was younger. I used to swim really well and float really well. Then I lost some weight and didn't feel like I float as as well. So that little girl now, because you believe your parents, she now believes I don't float better because I've lost weight, which to her means then I can't swim as well. But usually as we grow older, she'll probably forget that comment. And she'll just, again, when we think about thoughts, her thought will just constantly then be I can't swim very well. I can't swim very well. And that's what could hold her back from swimming.
0: I think an example, when we were in a school a couple of weeks ago, we were delivering a workshop on how to give an amazing presentation. And we kicked off with glossophobia, which is a fear of public speaking. Yeah. And apparently, people fear public speaking more than death. Uh-huh. Now, personally, yeah. I'd rather public speak Absolutely. than die. But when we started off this workshop, we got students to rate themselves out of one out of ten on how confident you'd feel standing up and giving yeah. a presentation right now in front of the class. And nearly everybody was saying one, even were mm-hmm. adding zero on there, saying, I can't stand public speaking, I would rather die than public speak or something along those lines. Then we asked them why, and they were saying, well, because I make, might make a mistake or because I might get laughed at by somebody or because I might fluff my words. One of them even actually said, I might pass wind, <laughs> of course. <laughs> So Nerves. those things are all Normal. inner thoughts, aren't they? They're yeah, yeah, yeah. programming into their mind to think that something's going to go really, really badly wrong if they stand up in front of their classmates.
1: Or they're not uh-huh. good enough. Yeah. yeah. So how do yeah. They... the other one. I can't do it. I... That's the word we get a lot. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah So yeah.
0: how do they change that I can't to I can? Or it's not that scary? And I think it's as simple as that. That's the thing.
2: When I'm working with people, it's, one, working out what are the thoughts in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, Because a lot of the time, people, like I keep saying to you, they don't realise that. So once you've got it to go, ah, there you go, I can't do that. Mm. Then a lot of the time, it's just remembering. It is as simple as swapping, I can Yeah, so if you remind them, like, okay, so we know now that you're going, I can't do that. And then you you realize, oh God, I'm probably saying that 50 times a day, right? So stop yourself. The minute you know that you're saying it, it is as simple as, no, I can do that. Because again, like I say, the minute you're born, you weren't born with, I can't do that. Mm. You've learned that and you've told yourself it time and time and time again. So what we've got to try and do when it comes to thoughts, how we're programmed is it will come from the subconscious mind. So it's stored in there. So what we need to do is get into the subconscious mind Mm. to change it. And the only way to do that is get through the conscious mind. But the conscious mind is the part of we've got to repeat it over and over again. So once it drips in, so it's slowly dripping in and once the subconscious goes, ah, hang on a minute, I've got this, it will stick. Yeah, that's how it is programmed. Affirmations.
1: Is it a little bit like, and I'm going to go back much further than just being a young child, to when you're a baby, well, probably 10, 11, 12 months old, and you're learning to walk. So when you're learning to walk, it's in there, it's a a subconscious normal thing. You start to pull yourself up on chairs or whatever, and you begin to try and walk and you put one foot in front of the other for the first couple of months, you fall over. But everybody is telling you at that point, oh, yeah, because they want you to walk, because they can go to the playgroup and say, yes, my daughter's now walking, whatever. So they encourage you and they tell you that, yeah, you can do this. But at no point does that child stop trying to do it, because in their mind, it's part of their natural learning, isn't it, to walk.
2: Yeah, and if you think about as a baby, it hasn't been programmed with any of the negative yet. So the resilience, everything's going to still be there because it hasn't been taught. Oh, be careful! If you fall over, you might hurt yourself. Don't touch that; it's hot. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) So that's as a child, it will keep going. So the Mm. minute it falls down, it doesn't know any difference. Oh, I'll get up. I'll go again and again and again and again. Isn't it a shame we lose that?
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Nobody, nobody ever says at that age. Do you know what? Walking's not for me. I've fallen over three times. I'm exactly. going to crawl around yep. for the rest of my life.
2: <laughs> Definitely. But again, we will. We will be then programmed by what our parents, because of that mm. fear that's driven mm. by everyone around. Of if you Like say, if you're playing on something, oh, be careful you don't fall over. Again, this is where beliefs all come yeah. from. It's like, oh, hang on. I won't do that because the fear of mm. that would happen. So yes, yeah, so when we talk about changing that language to I can't to I can, also what we've got to realise is the belief system around yes, it. So yeah. it's not only the language, actually it's it does something come from that. So it's a little bit like what I would call examining
1: the evidence of what your inner thoughts are telling you, that you can't do that. Why can't I do that?
2: Yeah. Where's that
1: come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually... Can I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, so where's the proof? Challenges. Where's the evidence? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: that's it. Because it could be as a, as a child, they may have done maths at one mm. point when they were younger, and it may have been actually they got a C instead of a B. And yeah. then, depending what response that was from a teacher, or oh, that wasn't good enough, or that grade wasn't good enough, your little brain can translate to oh, I'm not good at maths. Yeah, or actually, you are, you just didn't get the grade that that person wanted you to get
1: and do you associate feelings with it as well mm-hmm. so I am saying that, that instance because you've got to see and like, oh that's not very good and then you've got that thought with this feeling of oh yeah I'm not very good and I'm, it's, I'm upset
2: with it so that sticks yeah that can be your trigger point that's mm. it so yeah mm. without a doubt you're going to have an emotion that's the thing when they go for thoughts, feelings and behaviour mm. you can have a thought which automatically triggers an emotion which then gives you your behaviour so yeah without a doubt
0: Yeah, that language is so powerful. And again, go back to schools. We talked about the public speaking and the glossophobia earlier. But words we hear a lot, and we're big advocates of this at the Future Toolbox, is turning away the I can't, I won't, and I don't know. So you go to a school and you say to a student, what's the answer to this? They'll immediately say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Before they've even thought of it, they've programmed their mind to not think of the answer. So what we need to do is work out a way of not programming that negative thought with something like i don't know or i can't do that what is the way when we do become aware of that negative chatter that we can flip it around into positive chatter i suppose so you always think is
2: like another good way is having a conversation with yourself and it's fine if you want to do it in your head sometimes mm. i think i don't know Right, and it's stopping yourself to then go to yourself, well, it's all right, it's okay, I don't know this. If something's new, you're not going to know the answer to Mm. it. So again, it's about not the beating yourself up to go, God, I'm rubbish, I don't know the answer to this. It's sometimes to go, it's okay not to know the answer. Mm. How would I know the answer if I've never learned this before? Like the way that I look sometimes with that inner critic is looking at it as a bully. I'll say to some people, think about it as a bully, that little bully's mm. on your shoulder telling you things, you can't do that, you don't mm. know that. Then actually, think about bullies. Bullies will go on and on, generally go on and on and on until you fight back, yeah? Usually when you fight yes. back is when they'll stop. So sometimes I think, do that with your inner thoughts, yeah. is either fight back at them or just kind of go, well, actually, let's have a conversation here. Mm. Why are you telling me I don't know that? And then just hear what comes back, Cause it's amazing what comes up. Before you know it, you're kind of calm because you're gaining control to mm-hmm. go, Oh, actually, what you meant was this.
0: I've got a really good book that that links mm. well to, and we've read it time and time again. In fact, it's falling to pieces now, we need to buy a new <laughs> copy. It's called The Chimp Paradox mm, yes. by Steve Peters. Good and you one. knew I was going to yep. say that straight
2: away, didn't you? <laughs> a lot of people jumped to that, yes. Yeah.
0: And George yep. bought me that years ago, mm. and when we first read it, the analogy of having a chimp on your shoulder. We've all seen chimps, I don't know, in the zoo or wherever, where you irritate one of them and it flips out and it starts making loads of noise. So you can't say to a chimp, just sit in the corner and shut up, be quiet because I'm trying to listen. So sometimes it's good to let the chimp have its pity party. Mm. As you say, that is the analogy of saying, it's okay that I don't know the answer to this. Mm. And I remember then in schools, I would always flip the answer around and say, what do you think the answer could be? And this obviously works with adults as well. So you're stuck on a question. I don't know the answer. My chimp's having his pity party. That's okay. Have your pity party. Then ask the question, what could the answer be? Mm. Now your brain starts to look for the answer, doesn't Mm. it?
2: Yes, yeah. And also another good thing to think about as well is sometimes, like our thoughts can be there to look after us oh yeah yeah so sometimes I look and think or say to clients actually think about what you're trying to tell me right Mm. now are you trying to look after me yeah so that bit if it goes I don't know it might be looking after you in the respect of actually if I tell you you don't know it you won't answer this question Mm. hence you might not look stupid it's trying to protect you in some way so sometimes it is good to kind of go right okay I'm all right, thank you, or talk to it, to just go, thank you for looking after me, but I'm okay, I can answer this myself. Yeah. It's going to be okay, I'm going to be safe if I answer this, yeah. or flipping it around. It's mm. just amazing what can come out when you have those yeah. conversations. I do, I have a conversation
1: quite regularly in my head, and I can see this little monkey, or whatever it is, and sometimes mm. I actually talk to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I let him talk and other times I say, No, 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 you're wrong. And you have to now be quiet because yeah, this yeah. is what we're gonna go and do Or other times I just think, do you know, off you go, have you yes. and then, yeah. then then we'll rejoin the party, get together again and we'll see who's right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, it's funny because not long ago I was going for a stage of massively overthinking mm. and it was kind of I could mm. feel all these thoughts coming in. And one day i just had enough and i could feel myself angry in my head going oh, right stop
1: yeah i've
2: had enough now i've had enough of your chatter and it just it was amazing how instantly it just stopped and i was like right good now i can now i can take over and i think what you've got to remember more than anything is that we are in control of our own mm. thoughts and that's mm. what people have got to remember you're putting that i won't i can't i don't yeah that's all going in there that's your choice you've yeah. put it in there in the first place so we can change it to go right let's put it as something else yeah. because as i said before like whatever you're thinking those thoughts are just going to create your feelings mm. and your behavior and going back to what you said in schools as a teenager
1: it's so much easier when you get asked a question to say do you know i don't know then act try and answer it and get it wrong and then the fear of having the school oh. the, the, the class laughing at you
0: the cop-out answer is i don't know something that also really helped me dealing with negative inner thoughts was to write things down so we've talked a lot on previous podcasts about our books what the hell just happened and half man half marathon and i found that that release of writing about the period in your life mm. when maybe you're going mm. through a bit of trauma when you're going through some negative times actually recognizing that there was a lot of positives as well was really really good and I learned that word cathartic, which I had no idea what that word meant. Everybody kept saying, this must be really cathartic. I was, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 it's really cathartic. I need to go and look up what that word means now. But it was very cathartic. It was a really, really, really good release of the trauma and putting your thoughts down.
2: Yeah, that is another perfect tool to be doing when we look at thoughts, because if you think about the brain, the brain will just mold things over and over and over again. And obviously, if it's negative, it will just be picking up on all those things. So yeah, if you can get it off the brain, it can kind of let it go to go, oh, okay, I don't need to worry about that anymore. So writing things down is a really good way of doing things as well.
0: I love that. You just say get it off the brain. And sometimes people say, get it off your chest, don't they? That's a new variation <laughs> yes. of that saying. I'm going to use that one.
1: We've created yeah, something
0: good. now. I oh. love that. Let's get it off the brain. So the steps are to think, to change your language into positive language from negative. Have a chat with yourself. Do you stand in front of the mirror when you do that? Mm. Maybe. And oh. to write your thoughts down and get it off the brain.
2: Yeah. Get
1: it off the brain. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what an interesting subject this is. And I feel that like I could talk to you
2: for the rest of
1: the day about this Lex because yeah there's so much there isn't that
2: yeah it honestly is I mean I could just yeah I could talk for hours mm. over this because this is why today's lovely been doing this because I'm passionate about this sort of thing that I can't tell you enough thoughts mm. please like pay attention to your thoughts because yeah. they have a massive impact thoughts is what we said before is going to give you your language Is going to give your you your behavior course, yeah. isn't it. If you can pay attention to your thoughts as much as possible and then just look at all these tools that we've talked Mm. about to start swapping that if you realise that that inner critic's in there because it will be affecting you massively.
1: So if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you to explore this further or maybe get some advice or help from you, how do they contact you, Lex? Yeah, best way
2: is you can check out my website, which is LexLovell.com or um, just email me on hello at lexlovell.com and yeah,
0: we can go from there.
2: Fantastic.
0: (laughs) That's fabulous. And thanks for coming on again, Lex, and sharing your wisdom with us. We always really appreciate it. We do. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. I love doing this. So if you want to find out more about the Future Toolbox, you can find us on our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk. We're also on social media, which is Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and also find us on LinkedIn. And we look forward to catching you all for next week's episode. Bye-bye. Goodbye. See you later. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of life skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel, too.